0: I'm your host, Jean Miller, and here on this podcast, you'll find stories and inspiration to bring you the confidence you need to make homeschooling work for your family. Let's begin. Hey there, my friend, and welcome to episode 110 here on the podcast. Today, we're talking all about choosing to homeschool. For many of us, myself included, homeschooling is not just a one-and-done decision. We get opportunities to choose the best educational setting for each of our kiddos over and over again on our parenting journey. Two of my three kids went to school for a bit too. Our oldest went to private school in eighth grade and then to public high school for four years. Our youngest went to private school for part of first grade, one year when I was really sick. Overall though, we have mostly homeschooled. And here are a few stories of what choosing homeschooling looked like for me and my family so that you can get a sense of how this might play out in your life first of all I never expected to homeschool three kids for 25 years of my life but I did and it ended up being such a beautiful and enriching experience I never could have imagined all the benefits We also have had that experience of both public and private school at a few points along the way, as I've mentioned. So let me give you a little backstory. I started my teaching career as a high school English teacher. With a Master of Arts in Teaching, I wanted to make a difference in in children's lives as a classroom teacher. When our own kids came along, I then had the dream of teaching at the local public school and where my kids would go and spending summers with my family. When our oldest was preschool age, I went to visit and observe a few programs nearby. I had read this great article by a teacher suggesting that when visiting a preschool or really any school, look for a child like yours and see how the teacher interacts with him or her. So that's exactly what I did. And guess what? That child was a little boy who was happy, but out of sync with the rest of the kiddos. He was still playing with in the play kitchen when it was time to sit on the rug for circle time. By the time he got uh, over to the rug, the teacher was rounding everybody up to go outside. Needless to say, the teacher was annoyed with this little boy and she did not hide it at all. I remember coming home and saying to my husband, Brian, this is not going to work. We need a plan B. The thing is we had this really energetic kiddo on our hands and I just knew that he wasn't ready for group settings yet. I also knew that those preschool teachers weren't equipped to give my son's spirit, right? His his true self, what he needed. That's when our homeschooling journey began. I mean, we weren't officially homeschooling yet, but that's when the seed was planted when we chose to keep our boys home for preschool. Next came the kindergarten first grade decision. Our boys are 16 months apart and we decided to keep them home through kindergarten. But honestly, Every February during those years, from the time they were preschool all the way through kindergarten, first grade, second grade, every year in February I'd go visit schools. Winters here in Northeastern Ohio are on the cold side. The ground is frozen, the skies are often gray, and that's when I would start to feel antsy and wonder if school might be the answer. So one year in early February, I walked to the four or five blocks to our local public elementary school for a visit. Here are three highlights that I wanna share with you from that day. That morning, two first grade teachers were combining their classrooms for a movie. All 40 to 50 kids, I'm not sure how many there were, but a bunch of kids were sitting on the floor as the movie began. The teachers sat at their desks, one on either side of the group. And throughout the film, there were two or three, four rambunctious boys at the back of the room who had a really hard time focusing and sitting still. Now, they were all boys in this situation. They could have been a girl, but that this is what I was observing, and the teachers would call out each of their names, at various points and tell them to stop messing around and pay attention, interrupting the movie for the entire group, mind you, every single time. And I kept wishing that one of the teachers would just get up and go sit by one of the boys, but that never happened. Even I had a hard time staying focused on the movie with all the interruptions and reprimands. Next was a tour of the building. As we walked past the art room, my tour guide mentioned that the students had art for 30 minutes twice a week, hmm, I thought. And as I peeked in the little window, I saw all the kiddos with coloring pages, like black outline shapes that they were coloring in with crayons. Kind of surprised me, I was disappointed. And honestly, I felt sad for those kids. And finally, I learned that the children would go out for recess once a day after lunch, just once a day, and the length of time depended on how long it they took to eat lunch. So for some kids, that recess was about 10 minutes long. I remember as I walked home, thinking, nope, just not an option. There we were, choosing to homeschool again. And so we began our official homeschooling journey. I was already a teacher, but I felt in a lot of ways like I was starting over again. I had two boys of different ages, and I was a bit surprised by this new direction that my wife was taking. Yet, secretly, I was very happy to be at home with my kids two kids at that point those first few years though i will admit were very hard curriculum collector yep over planner that's me information overwhelm for sure burnout on the horizon i would say so every time things got challenging i would start all over with my plan like start from scratch or I would buy a new curriculum, and every time I would wonder what I was doing wrong. What was wrong with me? Then right when we started to get into a groove, our daughter came along, and she was six weeks early, which ended up being really a whole year of adjusting because I was really sick during the pregnancy, and then she was a preemie. My then seven and nine year old boys learned a lot of things that year, like how to cook eggs when they got tired of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, three meals a day. We made it through that time and many other ups and downs. Uh, how, you might wonder. I found an amazing mentor and got homes- the homeschooling support I needed. And I also learned how to simplify. I really discovered how to look at my children, meet my children right where they were and tap into my own inspiration. I will say it did take a lot of work around acceptance, accepting my children for who they were, accepting myself for who I am. We had so many heartwarming times and now these three beautiful ch- people are out in the world. They're in the adult world. They're making it. We, we did it. We homeschooled. And I often say these days that I have the luxury of hindsight now, seeing your children blossom into who they're meant to be is truly just a magical experience. Now I have one last story that I wanna share with you from my current life. I've been reflecting a lot lately about my own education and growing up years. And here's a little context. My mother is in her 80s now and she has dementia. And as many with dementia do, she will get a thought stuck in her head and loop on it. And one of those Uh, One of the comments that she shares with me, I will hear this over and over again every time I talk to her, is this. She'll say, Jean, you were just so cute and carefree when you were younger, I never knew you were smart. And every time she says it, I feel it through my whole being, my whole body recognizing that that is exactly what I internalized, that my parents and so many others around me didn't think I was smart. I attended public school and got by, but for the most part, I didn't really fully engage with the learning. Most days, I was just trying to make it through the boredom until it was time for my after school sport of the season, soccer or tennis, running track. Just recently, last weekend, Brian and I watched a documentary called The Disruptors. I highly recommend it. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. It follows the lives of four or five children with ADHD. And let me just say that this is a topic that our family is familiar with. So two things really struck me as I watched this documentary. One, neurodivergent children and adults have amazing gifts along with their challenges just like all humans. Some call people with ADHD creative geniuses. And second, most school settings just are not the best place for kids who learn differently. And so what a gift to be able to choose to homeschool. Here's what I want you to know. I believe in a world where children, where child development is prioritized in every educational setting, where learning differences are acknowledged, even celebrated and educational alternatives are available to all children. And I want to live in a world where homeschooling is seen as a legitimate educational choice and homeschooling parents are valued as doing important work in this world. This is really why I started The Art of Homeschooling. After helping local homeschooling friends find ways for homeschooling to work for their families, after I figured it out myself, I wanted to help homeschooling parents everywhere to simplify and find joy in the journey. What's unique, I think, about Art of Homeschooling is we're not offering you another curriculum to buy. I've come to the conclusion that there's no open and go co- cookie cutter way to do any of the styles of homeschooling. You can get curriculum materials anywhere. They're just a click away. You probably even have enough on your bookshelves right now. But what are you going to do with the resources you have? You, and I mean each and every one of you, need to find your very own path. Even if you have a favorite method of teaching, you still need to make it work, right? To fit and resonate with your real life circumstances. The art of homeschooling is inspired by Waldorf education, by the Waldorf approach. Here's what resonates most deeply with me. Having a rhythm helps. It can help a ton. (laughs) The stages of child development are important to consider when bringing lessons. The arts and hands-on learning make the content more fun and more memorable. To me, these principles are universal and reach across all pedagogy, so I'm happy to sprinkle in Waldorf insights into everything that I do. The mentoring, the membership community, all the courses that I offer, and I really believe it's important to recognize that we can let go of the dogma, right? There's no one right way to homeschool or to educate children. And you, I see you, I know what it's like to choose the homeschooling path to fumble and stumble, but then to pick yourself back up and find your way because there is always a way. Homeschooling can be simple, inspiring, and doable. It can be aligned with your values and hopes and dreams for your family. That's my mission, and I'm here to help you whenever you need it. Thanks for tuning in today. If you're looking for some homeschooling support, I offer a starter bundle called the Homeschool Simplicity Bundle. And I also have a membership community inspired at home for homeschoolers from all over the world. You can find links to these resources and others mentioned in this episode in the show notes, which you'll find at artofhomeschooling.com slash episode 110. Have a great week. And I'll see you on the next episode of the Art of Homeschooling podcast. That's all for today, my friend. But here's what I want you to remember. Rather than perfection, let's focus on connection. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Art of Homeschooling podcast.